I am drinking a cheap ass glass of wine because mm-hmm. it's one of those days and but I probably really should be having coffee. I just want to actually sleep tonight. Oh boy. I'm old and tired all the oh, time. Oh girl, listen. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I'm not gonna say I'm old because I'm not, because there are much <clears throat> older people. But so um <laughs> including uh, me. It oh, stop. Okay. So like it's just like it everything that I do. Like it results in some kind of pain somewhere yes. in my body, and I'm just <laughs> like, and you're right, and I'm just like, what? Why? Like all of a sudden you turn forty and things start happening? Like, yeah, I. You know what's funny is like you hear these things and you know it, you know it because you've heard it all the time, but but somehow. I just, maybe in the past couple of weeks, I just kind of had a like middle life tantrum mm. because I feel like, no, I didn't sign up for this. This is not <laughs> what I agreed upon. I'm tired of waking up and the first thing I feel is some type of pain. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not fun. I know. It's insane. It really yeah. is. But we know we're making it through. You know what I mean? And the thing is, I mean, with the exception of, you know, just some people that are very dedicated and I mm-hmm. just don't believe that's me. I feel like it just, it's just gets worse from here. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I need to appreciate this moment because it's probably going to be worse in the next well, few you, years. You know, they always say that, you know, like you never really appreciate the age you're in until you're, it's gone. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's one of those things where I can't, I won't complain. I won't complain. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, it's like I don't. It's not about complaining. It's like, look, I gotta let somebody know how I'm feeling because this is not normal. It's not okay, mm-hmm. and you know, I would like to, you know, see if we can remedy this or fix it or something. But it's funny yeah. because everybody seems to be going through it at the same time. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. um, just it's our bodies weren't meant to be this old. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's really what it is. We're, it's just interesting times we're living in right now. Yeah, you know, we we managed to with with the advancement of science and medicine, we have managed to extend our lives. But are we really focusing on extending our the quality of our lives? Let's let's do that because yeah. there's no yeah. point of being ninety something years old, eighty something years old if you just can't function and can't even you're not in your right mind and I'm not I'm not saying people should just die because of that but I'm just like quality of life is what I really want to aim for in my my the next half of my existence absolutely (laughs) well that makes total sense I was just Mm -hmm. thinking the I know know we're getting off topic maybe we are I don't know we haven't even talked about the topic yet but Hey, oh, by the way, it's real snobs. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> They're so, like, who are these two old ladies? Yeah, like, who are these people talking? Um, I'm Kalina Michelle. I'm and, Leslie Joy. Yes, and we are back because it's been too long. We I've missed been, you. I know. I've been in a funk. Um, yeah. You know, as you know, dealing with some health issues. Like, But the good news is over the past almost a year, it, things have been steadily getting better. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had a couple of surgeries, and, um, but I've been getting much healthier. And 
Um, I'm very, very close to transplant now. So I'm um, looking forward to that. In I'm the so coming... excited for you. Yes, thank you. In the coming year. And it, it's funny. I tell everybody, like my family and stuff, they're like, oh, it's going to be great when you can, you know, when you have, a, you know, you're functioning again and you can do things and not have to constantly go to treatment. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I love everybody. I am out of here. I yes. am gone. <laughs> I'm on because it's difficult to travel because yeah. I have to be, you know, at my treatment center three times a week. So I'm, I'm like, Harry, where's the plane tickets? <laughs> Get the passports. We're we out of here. 5,000. I'm out of here. And um, I'm looking forward to that. You deserve it. You really do. <laughs> I mean, uh, on top of everything else, you know, you're dealing with this on top of the pandemic and it's just, it's, it's just, you know, added on to just that isolation and everything yeah. that, you know, you've experienced, we've all experienced, but to you especially. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, island hop, tour <laughs> the the Sahara, go yeah. to the Great Wall of China, do live your life. Yeah, like do the things. Yes, do all yeah. of those things. I'm looking forward to that. I really am. And mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, though, I have been island hopping and going around by looking at all of this amazing online content I, I mean is it are you like me in that I don't really even use my television set much anymore unless I really want to watch something you know like, like if I want to watch it with Harry or something yeah you know what I yeah. mean yeah I my TV watching habits have changed so drastically. I was, I, I can remember not a few years ago where I could sit for hours and hours watching TV. Like I felt like, okay, this is unhealthy, but I like yes. it. But yeah. now um, most of my time and it's just, you know, lifestyle changes, parenting and me also just being exhausted from work and only really having patience for kind of simple entertainment, not mm -hmm. nothing that just takes a lot of my energy. I really only watch maybe one, two hours of TV a few times a week. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, those are usually like kind of shared shows that I may watch with the hubs or um, anything that's, you know, easy to binge watch. I don't do like network television at all anymore. Yeah. Like shows that, that take 20 something episodes a season. I'm like, no, nah, I don't have the, the bandwidth to invest my energy and time in whatever long drawn out plot I want short sweet you know limited series just nice I want to watch all the episodes 10 episodes a season great that's my yeah. attention span right now actually 10 episodes a season is starting to be a lot yeah oh um, <laughs> that's true you know what I mean like 10 episodes is a lot like like you said the mini series six maybe seven done and dusted right yeah because you know oh. they they focus on the story and not the yes. fluff you know they're not just like oh let's pad these a couple episodes to just draw this out or, or you could tell like with a lot of those network shows that kind of follow the traditional format that mm -hmm. they're still writing almost in you know I'm, I'm not gonna say per episode but it, it feels like it's not fully well thought out like the full season 
right. all the time and I just don't want filler I want the meat and potatoes mm-hmm. no yeah. um um sorry sorry chewing on chocolate um so <laughs> what had happened was okay 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 listen I am a streaming queen okay I mm-hmm. have Paramount Plus. I got Peacock. I got what's that other app? Fling TV. I don't even watch Fling TV for anything anymore. <laughs> like I have it. Um, of course, all the main ones: the Netflixes, the Hulu, Apple TV, yeah. HBO, Hulu, Apple. I got Apple Plus, Disney Plus, all the pluses. Um, I'm watching it all because one. I do need things to keep my attention when I'm at treatment. So sometimes I just like see what's, what's really playing, you know, what's out there. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've noticed is I'm, I know for a fact I'm probably paying more than I ever paid for cable just by having all these apps and having yeah, access but- to the apps because not, not everything I want to watch is always available. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. And so I- I'm like, and sometimes I forget to say, okay, well, I'm going to get rid of Netflix, you know, for another two months or something. And I just have it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's another thing that's changed over, over the years, I think. You know, the technology is just getting so streamlined and yeah. so much content is tailored to very specific niche audiences, even though you still have, you know, the things that have a wider audience, you know, breadth or whatever. But it's just very interesting how they've figured out a way to get people like me and other people who really are into watching content on their mobile devices like, well, you can only get this show if you have Apple yeah. TV+. Plus. You can yeah. only get this show. You can only watch Fresh Prince if you subscribe to Peacock Plus or whatever. And um, that, that creating that exclusivity is really just money is flying out of our banks you well, know they, just they're for appealing the to our our side we live in an insta culture we want what we want when we want it so yes. like you said streaming is available on so many devices so you don't necessarily just have to sit at home on a tv to watch exactly. you can watch while traveling you can watch at work you can i mean we i i uh, multitask all the time and it's sad that you know i i'm recognizing this is probably a bad habit but if i'm watching something on tv i'm also probably playing like a game on my phone or oh, yes. you know like i i can't 100%. just like <laughs> just sit and watch so they are da- uh, tapping into that that um those neural transmitters in our head that just like feed into whatever makes us feel good uh, because we don't have to wait. That's why I mm-hmm. like binge worthy shows instead of waiting for these like, you know, a episode a week type thing. So they're doing that and we, you know, our value, we're putting value to that versus actual money. So yeah, we're willing to pay more mm-hmm. to to kind of have a a la carte. Now I've always said if cable TV ever would allow a la carte for the channels you want, instead mm-hmm. of these bigger packages where you have 300 plus channels you don't even care about and limited right. on demand, because that's all we're really paying for on demand. Yeah. Um, you know, we value our choice. Mm-hmm. And cable kind of was like, it just, it's 
too much. You spent, I always spent more time scrolling, looking for a show than actually watching something. And probably in my later years um, of having cable, as I've been, I guess, unplugged for maybe, I don't know, three, four years now. Yeah, uh, but yeah. probably in my, the latter half of that, um, of having cable, I only really watch whatever I set on my DVR or on demand. I never watch anything live. Mm. I wasn't interested. I'm not even aware of what shows are on like ABC and Fox. And once in a blue moon, my um, husband will turn yeah. on the regular TV. And yeah. I'm like, what is this show? This is a whole ass show. Like there are people, this is, I'm not aware of this. And it's because it's like on NBC. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, that is like the antiquated nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Younger and younger audiences, younger and younger people are getting most of their content from these streaming apps anyway. Mm -hmm. You know? And so they don't even like, but the, here's another thing though the shows that are on NBC and ABC and stuff like that, they're trying to capture those young people. By selling them like the Peacock app and yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like in CBS streaming or whatever they've got, you know, because they have those, those exclusive downloaded to your phone things. Like your children, my niece and nephew, they they don't, they don't, when they come over, they don't even look twice at my television screen. No, unless, they watch YouTube. Right. Unless they want to cast it. Yes. To the <laughs> television. Because yeah. they just want a bigger screen, like oh, the, the remote—they don't even know why there's numbers on the remote. Because <laughs> seriously, because they're just using it to turn the volume up and down, and that's it. Yeah, and that thing, and maybe remotes, to like, access the HDMI, they don't have it. They don't yeah. have like, um, you know, they are simplified. And even like these, that youth, that generation, even they're, <laughs> they are that YouTube culture and it's so funny because you know my kids are really small but they watch these videos that are basically just a bunch of clips of other shows so they may be watching like Teen Titan clips and mm -hmm. I'm watching it with them and I'm like wait wh what happened to the episode I want to watch the rest of the episode and they're like oh we just moved on mom and and yes. it taps into that that same uh, insta culture like we look at reels we look it's kind of like it started with vine where everything had to be short you had I to fit vine. a lot of comedy in oh, a short vine. short what was it, like 10 seconds seven seconds i don't something remember like how. that like yeah seven or eight seconds something and reels are like that now you know and mm -hmm. reels get on my nerves because there's that whole thing of like they show something but they don't finish it and it leaves yeah. you hanging with no like explanation nothing just to draw you in because they're just trying to get follows and taps and likes and all that crap yeah. but that's that's that that's the next generation and so just imagine how tv and movies and media is going to even um uh, morph and transform to <laughs> this whole what other thing we can't like Cicely, i like, don't know it's scary because i honestly <laughs> when i was you know 10 30 something years ago <laughs> I could not imagine I would spend so much time with a handheld device that didn't have buttons in front you see him say like a touch screen what that was that was so far into the future for me like so far into the future yeah like I, my son 
uh, yeah. uh, made me laugh yesterday as he went to the TV and he was touching it, the little, like, again, watching YouTube and on the TV and it had the little skip, you know, icon that came up and yeah. he just went to the TV and he kept touching it to skip it. I'm like, baby, no, that's the TV. It doesn't, it's not going to move forward. See what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like their, their brains are primed for the touch screen. Mm-hmm. We had to, when we, I don't know about you, but when I started transitioning from my BlackBerry to these touch screens, ooh, BlackBerry. You remember? Yeah. Like, I yeah. was nervous. And look, that was like 20-some years ago almost. You know what I mean? So, like, it, I just don't know what in the world could future tech look like if, you know, we're on pandemic number 20 and, you know. Nothing we we're going to see coming. We, yeah. we're not going to see it coming it's just and we're not going to even notice when it's here it's, it's just going to be here and it's going to mm-hmm. be part of our lives and then until we're talking about it like on another podcast and reflecting on how things used to be that's when we realize oh we're living in the future we are yeah. in the future that's that's but we those are, moments like, for me <laughs> harry bought a vr set not too long ago Ooh, and fun. that thing was crazy i was like i remember having to go to special parts Yes. Um, like a fair or something or uh, to like a science center and signing a waiver and getting into <laughs> this a, contraption some kind of pod yeah like it's like it was like a whole pod around you and then you put the headset yeah. on Dave and Buster's used to have like some fun Dave VR Buster's. <laughs> and now it's like it's right here in our coffee table like yeah you know Contact. and if I wanted to just put it on my head and, and chill out and just I'm doing whatever I want. That's what the future probably is going to be. Like, we're going to be using, we're going to be watching shows on VR more. Like, we, we have our avatar that that logs into the little meta lounge. Yeah. And we sit down in our little meta couch and we turn on the meta TV or maybe tablet because, you know, what's a TV by then? And we're watching a show that way and so it's this whole meta experience man so way, here's they, the interesting thing you, i know you know they need for that um so here's the funny thing you mentioned that there's a couple of thoughts going around in my head um first one is you're right that might be more commonplace you know and mm-hmm. any show we want to watch can you imagine watching this game of thrones show and vr Oh my goodness, like you're there on the battlefield. You are yeah, there. Yeah, or like in the hall in front of the Iron Throne while yes. like, you know, the guy's brother walks in and then tries to like have an affair with his daughter. Like all this stuff, and you're just like, wait a minute. Like, and I realized, too, and this is the second thought I have in relation to that. Mm-hmm. So I watch um, a lot of YouTube. That hasn't changed in like, oh, forever. But one of the things I do now is I not only watch, but I'll just play and walk away from my uh, YouTube on my phone if I'm listening to a podcast, because some podcasts have video as well, right? Mm -hmm. So there's one podcast that puts out clips every day, various clips of the upcoming full episode that he releases on Sundays. And then um, after he releases the full episode on Sunday, um he'll also start releasing the same clips that he just did earlier in the week, but in VR, bless you, but in, but in virtual reality. 
Hmm. And so when you click <laughs> on the videos on YouTube, it's you you're it's like you are in the shop with them. And so anywhere you turn your phone, Crazy. it goes around the the set where they were that they were sitting and doing the podcast, right? And yeah. I now me being an elder millennial, I'm upset because I'm like, what what is the point of releasing this? What is the point? You know what I mean? And it wasn't until we I really was talking to you just now about this VR headset. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's putting this out not for old, old ass women like me. You know, <laughs> you weren't old. Oh, yeah, you're right. Not old ass <laughs> women like me. <laughs> but like, he's not putting it out for me. He's putting it out for the younger audience that may have gone ahead and gotten avatars in the metaverse who already have VR sets. And he's saying, I want to get that young audience too, or at least the more tech savvy audience. Yeah, yeah. And are right? he's, he's trying to be a pioneer to that, you know? Yeah, which is amazing, which is great. And I'm just like, oh my God, here I go. I'm behind the times because I don't get why the VR clips have almost as many views as the regular yeah. clips. Like, I didn't understand until just now. So now I can go, I could, if I wanted to right now, I could get on my VR headset download YouTube on into the metaverse and now I'm watching my my favorite podcast or one of my favorite podcasts literally as if I'm sitting in the barbershop with them and all I need to do is turn my head around so I think okay and this this is going to sound um very elder millennial or uh, zennial which I identify as um of me but I wonder you know, in this future where VR may be the way of just um, watching entertainment as mm -hmm. well as playing, if we're going to start seeing like issues arise, similar to how everyone wants cell phones became such a thing where everyone, uh, their posture got worse because they're always hunched down looking at their phone. They started getting like, what is, what is that term called uh, when your thumb, like the pain in your thumb just from oh yeah, yeah uh, like texting and yeah not, yeah, not just carpal, but I think there was an actual name they gave it that associates it with like texting, I don't know, like maybe texting them or something, who knows, oh, but okay. you know, like all these different things that uh, started occurring are changing our uh, physiology because of this habit. So like already, you know, w because we're always on screen so much now, the, the thing is uh, getting like, um, blue blue light um, glasses to help mm. filter the blue light just right, to right. Uh, help your eye strain. So just imagine mm -hmm. now on VR, because anytime I've done VR and I have not done it that often, um, mm -hmm. I, I have like a certain amount of time that I can be in it where I, when I take it off, like I'm so disoriented yes. and I kind of have a headache and I need, so I know like I have a threshold of time. So just imagine like that becoming so common where, you know, you're going to probably start seeing like, I don't know, people that have a lot of eye strain, maybe headaches, all sorts of different things. And they're going to find mm -hmm. ways to, you know, like try to mitigate that and like, you know, oh, let's, let's enable this, you know, night filter on the VR to kind of help with your eye strain. I don't know. Right. That's, I'm, I'm just thinking about all the implications of, you know, these changes in our culture, in the way mm -hmm. that we watch TV, the way we play games, the way that we interact in general. 
and connect and how that is going to impact the future where we're all hunched over with Mm -hmm. thumbs that are locked up and eyes that are squinty you know (laughs) yeah man oh my god the future oh goodness so um segue before we go to the next topic uh we want to let our fans know some good news that we have uncovered our old old episodes yes so if you are a newer fan of our listener of Real Snobs, we started Real Snobs, what, it was like 2013? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's we've been doing this for a while with like hiatuses here or there, but we have a whole boatload, I don't know, it was like 50 plus episodes yeah, from back in the day, especially that started off when there was three of us. And uh, we used to use a different platform and we had a diff- had all the episodes in a whole different server. And when um, we ended that, you know, contract with that server and stuff, I was afraid or we thought that we lost all that content, but we have discovered it. it. <laughs> so something that we're going to do, um, because that, it was really great content and I miss, I mm-hmm. actually miss listening to it. We're going to start releasing some of those episodes in little batches here and there. Um, yeah. Just so for those that like to binge listen, you know, it will be available. And so we're going to have newer episodes. Um, probably, I don't know what our schedule is right now, but every other new recording, we're going to have some um, OG <laughs> real snobs mm-hmm. released for your listening pleasure so yay love, it. love right. it love it um what what we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna talk about what everyone's so talking long. about yeah it's just about. been so long since we've had any kind of discussion on this stuff so i'm, I'm very excited to be doing this yeah um, what has everybody so, been talking about <laughs> so to segue into that we had um, one of our older episodes that we talked about ages ago. We were talking about whitewashing in films. Um, And we decided that a big hot topic these days and near the end of 2022, now that the Little Mermaid teaser came out, all sorts of shit has hit the fan about oh my god there's a black mermaid she can't be black ariel's not black oh i'm going to boycott blah 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 all this stuff and it's so sad because on the other end the second i saw that teaser my heart swelled yeah i saw i got so excited to take my daughter to see that because she is not going to grow up not seeing herself in these roles like we did yeah yeah i i'm so excited and then you started seeing all these videos that people were showing of little girls reactions to seeing and these these little girls and probably don't even know the original little mermaid some may but they they don't really they didn't grow up with it like we did that came out in 1989 Mm. That was that's like embedded. Yeah. All the songs are embedded in my soul. So I love the Little Mermaid. And are you serious? Eighty to... nine? Yes. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I, I, I for real. I was shocked because I thought it was like ninety two or something. I think Lion King came out like in ninety two. 
But yes, 1989, the real wow. one, the uh, Little Mermaid. The impression that that movie left on me. Yes, Sicily. Oh my goodness, I, I like you. That was like the movie. You know, like if you were, if you were a girl, it was like, or in, honestly, any kid really, because it was. It was one of the first movies that the new Disney animation was coming out. It was, it yes. was a departure from the older animated features like the Snow Whites, the Cinderellas, the Sleeping Beauties. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know what I mean. And this one, along with like Lion King, and, and like, I can't remember there may have been another one. Um, well, Sleeping Beauty, Aladdin, Sleeping, Aladdin, Aladdin, and Sleeping Beauty. It was like the. It, Little Mermaid was like the movie that started that new wave to me. Mm-hmm. And no, I think it was. Yeah, because the animation was different. There were there were. I remember the commercials, like, like the water, like they were talking about the water in the animation on the news <laughs> back then, you know. And um, I when I auditioned to be in our uh, performing arts magnet program in in high school, I actually auditioned with part of your world oh so that's the song I actually sang to get in and I didn't have to dance or anything else that was the only song I sang I said I want to be with the people like the whole thing so seeing her on that trailer that teaser trailer her singing that and that part yeah okay okay like you're gonna I'm I don't know what I'm going to do when that comes out. And it's also coming out around my birthday next year. Like two days before my birthday. Yeah, we need to celebrate. Child, I understand something. Flooding the theater. Under, <laughs> literally, under the sea, face ass. <laughs> I am coming up in there. I'm going to have mermaid colored nails. Oh, yeah. Some red braids in. I don't know what I'm going to do. But we're going to show up and show out. Like, we're coming to the theaters this November for Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's we are. <laughs> people, people across the board. And here's the interesting thing about the internet. They're like, oh, these people are saying, oh, Earth, you know, she can't, you know, Ariel can't be black and teasing little black girls for, you know, enjoying it and their their parents recording them and stuff. I'm just sitting here like, it is 100% cap. I know there's not a, so many people out there who are that angry over a god darn cartoon. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the thing is, it's like, it's not like y'all. <clears throat> okay, let me, let me be careful. I, like, what I what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's like, I refuse. You know it's what like, I mean? It's like, come on, come on. And so the things I've been seeing, these are just some of the different uh, arguments that I've heard. I've heard arguments like, well, why can't you just make your own stories? Why do you well, have see, to just remake art? Is but it's it like, are these your people in real life talking to you? Like the actual people in real life? Oh, no, 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 no. That's no. what I'm saying. But and I, I don't know associate a lot of people. with those type of people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're I, right. You know, like I, I'm very selective. I live in my yeah. bubble happily. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so to hear that, you know, um, to hear people, again, this is a fantasy character, of course. So, like, why are we even debating this? But um, for people to say, like, why can't you make your own stories? Why do you have to just take ours and change it? A, it's not yours. Yeah. B, um, the original Little Mermaid still exists. It's not like you can't go back and look at that and, and, and get the feel of, of whiteness. Thank um, you. So now they have 
you know, to spring onto that, uh, I think the Pinocchio, the live action Pinocchio was released uh, like a week or two ago. And then there was a lot of talk about that because the Blue Fairy is, um, oh, what's her name? She's awesome. She's, oh my, oh, I need to watch that Pinocchio. I haven't seen it yet. I, I can't think of her name, but she is a, mm-hmm. a, a beautiful singer and actress. And so okay. they're talking about, but she's a Oh, oh, player. oh, oh, girl who played um, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna find her name in a second, but um, but you know they're talking about that, and they're like, "Well, she doesn't even have blue eyes," and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And now I um, really think that uh, it's so weird. It might be conspiracy theorist of me, but I think that the internet pushes a lot of this stuff that they know will enrage people to get people to, you know to be enraged back, you know, like to really just respond because it's all about interaction. I'm not saying that that's what Disney did. That's not what Disney did. I'm saying like, there may be, there may very, very well maybe people that are that ignorant and that racist and that hateful that they're getting angry at an interpretation of a fairy tale, right? Yeah. But look what they did with Star Wars. When John Boyega showed his black ass up on those trailers, they, yep. they went nuts. It was just like, for what? And, and it now, just goes to show. And, I, and it's funny, I, I get a lot of my information now from TikTok. But <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. But, my hey, news right comes then, from TikTok. <laughs> right. But somebody said, like, Twitter, and they were responding to, to a tweet that someone did. And it was they were talking about that these people that are hating on these kinds of things, their fantasy world is a world where it's just whiteness. Yeah. And so well, the, that's their default. You know? That's their default. And so like a, a, a white, all white utopia where whiteness in all its, its glory can shine in almost every character. And anybody who's a person of color or different in their um, orientation or what have you, they're just a little blip right? In the story, in the main story. And that's what they really want their lives to be like. And so yeah. they get mad that supporting characters, fantasy. comedians, yeah. oh, whatever, you know. Yeah. It's... Like, not really relevant to their story. And all of these, all of these stories up to now, especially in this country, have been their story. And so now that we are finally just being included because we've always been a part of their story, and we're getting more visible in that inclusion. Yeah. And that's really their issue. Because they could, they could say inclusion all day long. But once you start becoming visible in the inclusion, yeah, they, they went nuts. I, I swear, I, I think we need to teach implicit bias so much more um, yeah. as just common sense type stuff. Because like we like to piggyback off of all of that discussion with Little Mermaid, with Pinocchio, now we have... Um, um, her that will be playing Belle in Beauty and the Beast. I guess the yes. live action for that, and they're mad at that. We have House of Dragon and Ring of Power that have a lot of black characters in there. Now yes. they're like, well, that that's just not right. And and even in um, um, Obi Wan Kenobi when that came out, um, they were fussing about one of the um, main characters who is a black female, and and everyone's just like, why why is it so hard to believe or picture us? in these fantasy worlds like and that's where implicit bias comes in because as you're reading a book 
especially in this country. And I remember thinking about this too, as a child, mm-hmm. the default we are, we even as people of color mm-hmm. are, that was built into us is even to see all of these characters as white. And that's from yep. reading oh, a yes. book. And that's not even getting the description of the people. Oh, 100%, but, 100%. And, and we need to move away from that. Yes, there are times when, um, you know, I remember when the Hunger Games came out and they kept getting on everyone's um, uh, everyone's case about, um, oh, what's the girl's name? God, I can't think right now. But one of the characters who was played by, I think, Amanda uh, Stingberg, Amanda Stingberg. Um, okay, um, I know what you're talking about. But she she's uh well she's biracial but you know she is a a black female mm-hmm. um that played the character they're like she wasn't black and they're like actually the the description was very ambiguous yeah I remember that, that <laughs> so was you know and like, even the author child, said no like, you know yeah. this was a great casting of that so it's just like instead of focusing and arguing on what you think is right or wrong based off of what is pictured in your mind, maybe check your own implicit bias and realize the world is not that fantasy world of just everyone looks like you. Try Mm -hmm. to extend that. Why can't we have black elves? Why can't like what, what, this is a fantasy world, if anything. So like, what is this debate even about? Did you write the story? Is yeah. someone changing your characters? Okay, then then I could see you have an argument because you don't like that. Otherwise, Nobody sit gets down mad. and shut up. No one gets mad when, you know, when you're watching Star Wars and there's all these different literal, literal creatures all yes. over the galaxy talking yes. to humans and humans talking to fezoids or whatever the fuck right fezoids okay <laughs> whoever we're gonna have you know, to sit down and watch star wars <laughs> no we don't <laughs> but i'm just saying like you know you you're talking to this guy who who's literally got blue skin and an elephant trunk for a nose yeah, and he's talking okay. back to you but that's fine but as soon as the person that he's talking to is black oh my god it's like relax, relax. but you know what i think it's also kind of a response for uh, whitewashing and a lot of the backlash that um, white actors would get for whitewashing characters and what we would say and, and this is why the arguments aren't the same because they're missing the point mm. people are fussing and arguing about whitewashing because they uh, white actors are playing um, actual black characters or, right. or not black I'm not going to say yeah, black I know characters of all, all a very specific culture mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is not white that is known and these are either factual characters people or fact or a fictional story but about specific cultures that are fact and so if you're writing a story like say you're writing um, the book The Joy Luck Club was a movie mm-hmm. as well that is a movie about Asian mothers and daughters and their family and stuff and, and say they they cast a whole white um, white cast for that mm-hmm. even Avatar and yes that's a fantasy world but Avatar itself the show Avatar the Last Airbender yeah the, even the creators of the show made these different um, tribes specifically based off of um, actual factual cultures and mm-hmm. so we had a problem when they whitewashed all those characters because it's like white and then not only did you whitewash the main characters you had all the supplementary characters and the 
bad or evil people, the people of color. So this, like, that is a separate argument, but I think, you know, they're using that as, well, if y'all can be mad at this, we can be mad at that. And we're like, no, these are two separate things. Mm -hmm. And it's the same argument as, you know, when people try to say um, Black people can be racist, and you're like, no, if you actually understand the definition of racism, no. Black Mm -hmm. people can be bigots and prejudiced, but they can't be racist, (laughs) Mm. you know? So, So here's the thing I was thinking of just now when you were talking about, you know, so, okay. When there are characters written based on culturally specific stories, Mm -hmm. culturally specific stories, right? Um, And it's nonfiction, but it's a story that they're telling in a creative way. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, Back in the day, there was this story, this movie done about the life of Gandhi. Mm-hmm. And who was the white British actor who played Gandhi? Ben Kingsley. But he's ben half Kingsley. Indian. So that was their excuse. That's their excuse, but he lives as a white man. Okay. Yeah. We he's all white know passing. That. He's white. <laughs> right. He's white passing. So here's the, that's the interesting thing because a lot of people had took issue with him. Mm-hmm. Right. So that in some places would be considered a whitewashing tactic that Hollywood tends to do. Oh, it was, yeah. Right? It was. There's also whitewashing that happens in stories of pure fiction. Mm-hmm. However, however, some stories are very culturally specific. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, and the story doesn't come across the same when you when you take that specificity out of it and when you yes. take the culture out of it and you just exchange two different cultures and say, oh, this is a story that could go across any culture. Yeah. Mm, yes, but no, it depends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's, for example, if they took um, Schindler's List and didn't make the story uh, or all the characters actually Jewish or even yeah. say like they, they they cast all black people in those characters or something right. like that and, and didn't necessarily refer to them as Jewish but it, it's about the Holocaust that changes the whole point of the story right you know it's so it's it's I think people just need to examine first why are you so mad ask yeah. yourself why are you so mad what about this hurts you affects you like really dig into that because there's some work there that needs to be um w- you know worked out your argument's not with them it's with you so let's yeah. start there why are you so mad there's um, a rumor going around that they're coming with when i say they i mean marvel <laughs> marvel is coming with an x-men movie series or a show or something <laughs> yeah. where they're tr- they want the entire cast to be mostly black actors so really? yes so it's it's rumored and of course nobody at the marvel comic con or whatever um substantiated any rumors but um they're saying that uh who's the who's the actor 
who was um, uh, Pollo Los Manos on uh, Better Call Saul. Who's the? Oh, actor? I didn't watch the show. Oh, did you watch um, Breaking Bad? Yeah. Um... Yeah. Who's the black guy who was? Also oh, um, uh, Esposito. Esposito. Um, so there's yeah. it's rumored that Esposito is going to be cast as Professor X. I, you know, I heard that, and they were talking. They were they were trying to get um, what's her what's her face for Rogue, um, chick from Nope. Why can't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Yeah, Kiki Palmer. Um, just saying, she would make a like based off of her her actual personality and stuff. Yeah. She would make a good Rogue, and that's what I I did appreciate that they were thinking about that based off of personality, not based off of this uh, a look or anything well see what what i'm saying yeah to your point to that very point what Mm -hmm. i'm getting at is this is going to be one of those things where the white supremacist audience is going to is already even from the rumors it's not even substantiated they're flipping Mm -hmm. their lids already because they're like what you're going to change the whole story if everybody's black it changes the meaning of things but this is a not really because the story of the X-Men might be taking place in you know whatever the actual times are today but the, every character is made up it's but, all fiction <laughs> and think all of the of comics fiction. already we there are already various versions of the same character right. you know we have a she-hulk are people like going nuts because there was a female hulk no, they, no, that's what comics do. They they expand on what they already have by creating multiverses, alternate um, and universes with other people. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. literally what Marvel is doing. They, yeah. they, they are geniuses over there. They said if we can get them to understand that we're just starting over with a multiverse, they yeah. can literally do anything. They literally yep. have free reign to do whatever with these stories. So if you are an originating, like, if you're an originalist and you like the original stories that originally came out in the 50s and 60s, if that's what you want, all that's of those comics are... <laughs> I know, but all of those comics are still there. Like you said earlier, the original Little Mermaid from 89 is still there. You can watch it right now on yep. Disney+. Plus. It's not like, <laughs> you know, whatever... So like, why are you mad? Why be so mad? Question: I Do you if they remember? were mad when they when they did the whiz? Oh, that's why. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're you're on the same path. I wasn't yeah. thinking of the whiz, but I was thinking about when they did Cinderella with Brandy and Whoopi and all that. Do you? <laughs> I don't remember if they were. I mean, we didn't have the internet oh, like I that remember, back then. Yeah, the internet wasn't out like that in like what was it ninety two or something? It was like back in the day. <laughs> and it was it came out to critical acclaim I remember that Yeah, I remember they were saying like people in the New York Times and Roger Niebert gave them two thumbs up I remember that and people I don't remember you know what it is the internet I say this often but the internet has democratized um, people being able to have a voice mm-hmm because if we didn't have the inter- the iteration of the internet that we have today, the majority of these crazy voices would not have any platform at all. 
because they used to be relegated just to their mom's basements. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where they were. They had no other outlet. And if they wanted to get out and do it, anything, they had to literally leave the house. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, you can't get. And it's difficult. It's more difficult to, to say what's really on your mind, on your sick, twisted mind when there's the possibility of real life in your face shame yeah because you feel isolated you don't yeah. you don't know if other people agree with you it's not as easy to see the massive opinion out there or or find other opinions i'm not going to even say the mass opinion but um to oh, find your I... your frame of, of your viewpoint yes you can find other people who may have been three or four states or even three or four countries away And they're Mm -hmm. right there on your app, on your phone. So a good one to kind of even discuss or or kind of examine is when Bridgerton came out, it it didn't get like backlash, uh, but there was a little bit of like, oh, black people in this period of time, you know. Oh, people were mad that Queen, um, what's her name? Queen Victoria or whoever she was. I I think she's Queen Charlotte, who is already known to be actually a black woman that's like historical fact yeah but they were clever with it because i remember in the first season there was i mean it was just like one moment like one little line but they recognized okay this um this this i guess air quote discrepancy i don't know cultural discrepancy and they said something like there was once a time where you know when we we didn't have, um, you know, this standing or we, we were basically slaves. That's mm-hmm. what it implied. And so that by that line, it solidified that, yes, this, even though, yes, it's a fictional show set in a, a in a period that is a relatable or factual period, this is total fantasy. This is like, yeah. hey, if things went differently, this, this is how, this society could be during this time right where black people were just as integrated in the the upper class as you know others yeah um and other in other cultures was this is not just a black and white issue but just other cultures as well and so i thought that was very clever but just like that one line changed the whole like kind of justification of the show and Mm -hmm. and to me made it like oh okay yeah this is all fantasy even though yes it's a fictional show um so I wonder if it. it's I wonder if it's just because they're so used to seeing themselves and when I say yeah. this I mean like you know just white audiences I wonder if they're so used to seeing themselves that it just it like I remember talking some time ago to one of my family members and she was complaining about the 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 many the amount of homosexual people she was seeing. I was on about television. to say the same thing. It's that same argument. <laughs> yeah. So she was she was saying, Oh, there's way more gay people on TV than there used to be. And, just, and then she just said, Yeah, there's way more gay people in life. You know, more and more people are turning gay was her thing. No. <laughs> and I said, Well, not necessarily, because I think people were just hiding back then you know like and some of our you weren't exposed stars, to all this absolutely <laughs> and some of our favorite stars were gay and they just played straight you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it is what it is and she was like no that's not true I'm like what what and I was just surprised that 
that was her thought process at the time. And, and like, you don't remember, like, literally the laws on the books that, like, made it <laughs> illegal for yeah. people, like, gay people uh, and queer people of all kinds to just live and be, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I, just... I just, and so, like, I'm wondering, like, when people, I, like, I guess it is shocking when you see something you're not used to, but it just, it bothers me a bit because, you see black people, you see people of color in your in the real world when you go outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're there. And you see us and we see you. So why then would it be so difficult to imagine a mermaid also being black? So, but Kalina, think about it. We are two African-American women that live in Atlanta where our world is like, how can you not recognize that we're around? There are lots of parts of this country that they may have seen one Black person in their whole life, you know, or something like that outside of TV, like in person. And so they're, they're, they're living in this bubble and it's also kind of the, the same argument as like affirmative action where somehow psychologically in their minds, they, it, it, there's this idea that more opportunities for other people by opening up more opportunities for other people is taking away stuff that they feel entitled to. That's mm. the problem. Then it's not even taking away, you know, the opportunities for them. They feel entitled to those opportunities. And yeah. that's, that is a major issue. That's why I'm saying it starts with, you need to look at yourself and understand why you're so mad and yeah. face your own entitlement and your privilege and understand that, um, other people deserve the same chance and and it, it's the same it's like what you said um, I've, I've heard or seen a lot of uh, people even our peers um, mm-hmm. you know fussing about like the quote-unquote you know gay agenda because they're they're showing a lot more um, um, LGBT kind of like relationships and and sexual relationships and normalizing that on television and then they're trying to hide that that argument against like well I just feel like it's not appropriate to show it around the kids because they're impressionable and stuff and I'm like but it's okay to see heterosexual relationships and sex scenes around the kids like check your check your bias because all they're trying to do is show that this is just as normal relationship as there uh, as yours just because this is new for you in your bubble doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're trying there's an agenda <laughs> you know and that's the thing and if there is any agenda the agenda should be human progress for god's sake yes that, that's Why do you really want to go the agenda <laughs> yeah it's just insane to me it really is and my thing is this people are going to be offended by what they're going to be offended by. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about that, right? My thing is, if you don't like something, fine. And if you want to live a certain way, fine. If you want to watch certain things, guess what? There's millions of ways you can watch only the things you want to watch, you know? Now, nowadays, way more than ever. Way more than ever before. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, as long as you are not, as a person is not harming, like actually causing harm and intentionally causing harm 
to somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let them be. They're not trying to harm you, the environment, your way of life. You can still have your way of life. Mm-hmm. There's enough out there for There's everyone. Enough. <laughs> There's enough. And, and I really, you know, if there was no issue with these kinds of things, racism and, uh, you know, all, all of this stuff, if there was no, none of that in the world, the people that were going to be gay are going to be gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they didn't have to hide who they were and if they didn't have to push it down. I'm sure there's plenty of heterosexual guys who really want to paint their nails and wear skirts. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But And it has nothing to do, they don't even want to be women. They're not yeah. feminine in any stretch of the imagination. But for them, wearing a skirt makes more sense. It's more room to breathe or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? But because of society, they're just like, no, I'm, I'm a man and so I'm going to do what is expected of what a man is supposed to do. It's like, come on. Which to define what masculinity yes. is for them. That's, we can't that's do it. That. That's what I mean. You know? And if that's the case, you, may, you better be talking to all these Scottish people out here. <laughs> and that those are some masculine ass dudes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, yeah what are we talking about here? Anyway, movies. So, <laughs> so <laughs> um, affecting the way people are reacting to and viewing content and I just think that we're hearing more of these dissenting voices than we used to be able to hear it's just because of the internet because we've got Twitter and Facebook and, and people can just say literally whatever is on their mind they yeah. don't have to just type it they can actually record what's on their mind and put it out there in, in two seconds you know what I really really applaud Disney, I applaud Marvel, I applaud these um, entities, these big entities that are taking financial risk to really yeah. um, move progress along. You know, like they're yeah. like, hey, there are going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be happy with this, but you know what? They'll get over it. They will eventually learn to love it. Similar to like even like um, this is such a weird analogy, but I remember when Apple. Um, when iPhones kind of switched over the um, the head, headphone port into, mm-hmm. um, from using the regular, and everyone was like, "Why would they do that? That's the dumbest thing." They're oh yeah, lose a lot of and people, <laughs> and, and it was like Apple's like because we see the future and we're yeah. gonna get ahead of it. And what happened? We all followed. Yeah, we we griped about it, but we stayed. It was still paid for our other headphones and eventually oh, AirPods absolutely. and all yeah. that. So it was like. I applaud these companies that are being, I'm not going to say innovative because it's not even really innovative, but they are taking those risks to really forward a a change and and, um, a cultural change. And it's not going to be pretty. It's always going to be the same, like uh, President Obama's presidency. He knew being the first black president is not going to be an easy ride. I applaud him for being that one, that pioneer because yeah. you're going to take a lot of heat and you got to have some thick skin. So kudos for those that see the bigger picture and are in Disney doubling down on it. You're like, Hey, you, you didn't like this. <laughs> We're going to have a black blue fairy and a exactly. black bell and what, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. 
I do appreciate that as well because and I mean and to be honest it's about damn time you know (laughs) a shout out to Miss Lizzo but it is about time because they knew they knew this was this was an issue you know what I mean they just didn't have people in their ranks in their decision making ranks with guts at the time yes you know what I'm saying like we were getting there but we weren't there I feel like we're still working on it, but I believe we're in the beginning stages of that change, which is amazing. And I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I, I can't deny it any longer. I have to confess right here on this episode, on this podcast to you, Cicely, okay? Okay. I'm a Disney girl. I said it. I'm a Disney Wait, guy. I was like, what's the confession? <laughs> what's my confession? <laughs> I'm like, you're speaking to another Disney girl. So that's not oh, a confession. No. That is a way of life, honey. <laughs> that, is, that is life. I'm up here, as you're talking, I was thinking, uh-huh. okay, this is me admitting something. And please, please don't mm-hmm. uninvite me to a cookout because I'm okay. saying this. Okay. Um, so I was playing on my kids' Echo device because in the morning, just to try to get them up, I play like a little Disney playlist or something. And um, some song came on from The Princess and the Frog. And I started thinking, I'm like, there's this little bit of bitterness I have because that was our first Black princess. Yeah. And I do not like any of the music from that. Like there's no memorable songs from that movie as like Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast and all the and Aladdin and all these bigger even Hercules had more memorable songs to me yeah. and I felt a little I felt horrible for thinking that but I was just like it's one of those things like is was that the trade-off like yeah you gave us a black princess but you gave us like blah songs <laughs> I know? don't know I don't I don't know every every Disney movie has a has a different um, production crew has a different director, has a different, you know what I mean? And I just think that they just didn't put the money and the resources that they could have into The Princess and the Frog. They definitely didn't push that like Frozen and Moana and even though those are great, yeah, those were entertaining and fun and stuff. I'm just like, even Tangled felt like it had a little bit more marketing and push than Princess and the Frog. It did. No, I'm not, I mean, look, the importance of Tiana's character cannot be understated. Exactly, yes. Because there are girls to this day who dress up as Princess Tiana, not just Black girls either. Like, they love her, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's fine. I'm just wondering... I know that Disney, they just had their D, was it D23 conference? And um, they announced they have a couple more movies coming out with like black princess leads or princess leads of color. And I, you know, I'm wondering if they are going to correct what, what was missing during the Princess and the Frog era, you know? Like, I, I wonder so. what this new generation is going to do with a princess of color because Moana got beautiful treatment you know um what was that other movie there was another movie I thought was there there was um um or am I tripping no 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 no. just now Encanto 
Encanto. Yeah, Encanto. It's big. It's big. Great music. Encanto is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. but I, I really just think, I feel like, um, I just don't think, like you said, they may not have just gotten the best of the best people for that movie. I know they wanted it to be jazz-centric and that, like, old New Orleans jazz-centric, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like it missed the mark a bit. Yeah, you know? I just, I'm, it's like one of those Disney movies I'm not necessarily like, if I watch it again, I don't remember these songs. <laughs> yeah, like almost I'm not there, along I, with it. I recognize, I recognize almost yes, there. Yes, that's probably I the only one. Yeah, but I don't, that's not a song I want to sing. I mean, look, I back in the day, Aladdin had Peebo Bryson on the damn soundtrack. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They had Anita Baker on the soundtrack for the Disney soundtracks back in the day. Who yeah. were those two that sang the Beauty and the Beast theme song? I felt, on the soundtrack? Yeah. Um, was Celine Dion on one of them? I don't know about Celine yeah, Dion. But... There was there was two black people singing Beauty and the Beast during yeah. rolling the credits. That was that was two R and B legends. <laughs> You know what yeah, I'm saying? So that's I'm just true. like, we had that, and they, it was then they did a whole new world. They did um, mm. a bunch of different Disney soundtracks. Black R&B singers were yeah. hired back in the day. And now it's like we got some, you know, some Broadway people singing, you know, and, and that's fine. But I think the, the real star quality, you know, I was hoping the star quality would come out. That's why I I do appreciate where they're going now with the computer generated like uh animation like they did for Lion King. Yeah, well, I mean, basically they're moving to live action. Everything yeah. is going live action. Lion King, ugh, I fell asleep watching that the the quote unquote live action or the CGI one. Um it just yeah, they didn't need know. to make that. <laughs> Me too, but I I appreciate what they're trying to do. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate them also bringing in more recognizable artists to do some yes. of the soundtracks. I, yeah. I appreciate that more. Um, but yeah, I like you said, Disney, Marvel, DC, um, and even people that are just doing regular movies with regular stories. We're seeing more and more black people in leading roles and not just supporting roles or cameos. We're seeing more diverse stories than we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. We're getting more diverse directors than we've seen before. Yes. Particularly yes. women, even though there's still not enough, but we're getting there. And it's it's looking good out there, to be honest with you. I, I I know people always talk about the golden age of Hollywood. I feel like we are in some kind of next golden age of whatever Hollywood's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, like a renaissance. It's a summer renaissance. It's like a renaissance because because the pandemic showed us a bunch of things about ourselves and the way we really want to live our lives. Mm-hmm. And our content is is adjusting for that. And it's adjusting to the way we are interacting with the world and all that stuff. And it's it's really cool. Like I'm seeing, have you been watching anything of note? I know we got to get going soon, but have you been watching anything that you're particularly excited about? Um, these days I'm, I'm all, like I said, I'm, I dived deep into all of the, like, uh, House of Dragon, Ring of Power kind of 
focus i'm Me not right now cool. those are probably you know my the the better things that i'm watching um there have been some great ones that we will talk about in like you know upcoming episodes that i do want to touch on even though it's not current current but it's still kind of new so but yeah those are the, my kind of focus right now i'm just in that that energy for you know fantasy based off of shows i and movies i already love prequels <laughs> you know what i have been watching as of late um i want i know you're not one for award shows but i did watch the emmy mm-hmm. and um abbott elementary is absolutely <laughs> abbott elementary is an amazing show I have watched some of it. I I do like it, and I do need to watch it. It's just you know me and comedy. So I do, I do. <laughs> but no, I do, it's I an, do like it, and it's well deserved. Um, it Sarah. really is well deserved, and mm-hmm. it was. It's giving. It's giving us what we all need right now. Yeah, I feel because there's so much anxiety around children being in schools with all the school shootings, and people concerned about critical race theory and all this stupid stuff going on. But we all, in a weird way, have a nostalgia need to see school when it was fun. And school when, you know, there were clear-cut, I'm the principal, I'm the teacher, I'm the student kind of situation. It's refreshing in a way for me. And I'm so proud of uh, Quinta Brunson, who is the writer and creator. And unbelievable job they've done on that show really um yeah another show that i'm watching um two two ones that i one that i watched and one that i am currently watching of course like you said i'm watching the game of thrones and the ring lord of the rings type movies the shows but i watched severance on apple tv hmm okay it, Tell me it, about it, because I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Yes, yes. First of all, I was surprised that Ben Stiller was the creator of the show. Okay. With him being a comedian and a comedic writer. And he mm-hmm. did, however, you know, it wasn't too much of a co- comedy, but the Night at the Museum movies were also his brainchild as well. Okay. And, and I was thinking about him and his, you know, the, the projects he's been putting out from his comedies to Night at the Museum and to now Severance. And I'm like, oh, he went somewhere with this. And mm-hmm. it's the story of, of a worker who works at a, you know, I guess it's some sort of like a pharmaceutical company. And he has, he underwent a um, procedure for the company where your work self is your work self. But as soon as you leave the building, your normal self, your normal self takes over. Okay. So your work, your work mind is severed from your daily mind. Okay, you know what? Say no more. <coughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I like teasers instead of trailers. Just yeah. enough to kind of get me hooked. But I want to actually be able to see, you know. Oh, what, you, but that sounds interesting. It. It's very interesting. Excellent show. And it deserved every nomination it got for the Emmy. Great. Excellent show. Apple um, TV and, has some good ones out oh, there. Some really good content out there. Yes, they do. And another one, I have to say, Ted Lasso. I, I had a feeling you are going to say that. <laughs> I was not ready. And I'm going to say this right now. I was not ready 
for Ted Lasso. People were talking about it on Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, it's the best show ever, whatever. I'm like, okay, they say that a lot. They said that about The Office, you know, whatever. Um, and so I turn it on and I watch it and I'm immediately hooked from okay. like 20 minutes into the first episode, I'm hooked. And I said, hold on. I, <laughs> I watched all of it and I get it. I get it now. Okay. It might, it might be, and this is, we don't know what's to, what movies and shows are to come, but to date, it has to be one of the top television shows that has ever been made. Wow. Ever been made. And I haven't watched everything from the dawn of time to now, but I'm, for me, in my lifetime that I've watched or bore witness to, that writing is impeccable. The acting is impeccable. The story is translatable mm. to any and all cultures. It just, it makes sense. And I said, how, how is, it's so good. Why is Jason Sudeikis that good? Like, what is this, you know? Well, that was a really, 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 um, God, I can't think. I, that's why I know it's it's time to wrap up. Um, it's um, when when you promote something, what do they call that? <laughs> I don't know. Endorsement. Yes, yeah. thank you. That was a great endorsement because I've heard I've heard a lot of great things about the show too, but I haven't. I have like a queue of shows that I'm like I'm gonna get to, and the, mm. and I know these are good shows. I just for some reason I'm just in a weird mood these days where I catch myself watching a whole bunch of foreign Netflix teen shows oh <laughs> because my. they're just easy. Yeah, They're like yeah. easy drama and uh, I don't know, like it makes me feel culture to watch another, like something that's not American. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm getting some fulfillment there. I, and I, I recognize By the way, like, Squid why? Game was great. Oh yeah. I, I, love, that, I love that show <laughs> and I'm, I'm ready for excellent more. Excellent show. It really was an excellent show. But yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I judge myself because I'm like, Cicely, you have a cue of, like, really well-written, beautiful plots, and you're yeah. watching this little teen that is crushing on Jose, and, and <laughs> Jose is with Aliza, and, you know, like, come on now. But it's just, it's like, that's my way of decompressing in the past, yeah. it used to be watching a lot of reality shows, like Real Housewives, mm. and then that just got, you know, so formulaic and annoying that I can't do that anymore. So yeah. this is just that decompression type vibe I'm in. So I watch a lot of just simple trash. <laughs> and <laughs> I have like a lot of, there's a great, a lot of great Apple TV shows that I'm, I'm behind on, like the show C. I've, the first season of that show was phenomenal. They're, they should already have the third season out now. So I have to catch up. I, I still have to watch the second and third. Um, Atlanta, I'm catching up on the third season because I missed. I didn't watch the third season because I know the fourth season's out now. So it's like mm -hmm. shows like that that I'm like, I've had in my back pocket and I'm like, I'll get to them. You know, those are, and I, I will say for whatever other show I'm watching now that is notable is Atlanta. But um, okay, you know, are you liking it so far? Yeah, and again, I'm just watching the third season right now, so mm -hmm. I'm behind. And but um, I kept hearing 
and I have to be careful with who I hear this from. Um, mm-hmm. But I kept hearing things about like, uh, Atlanta just kind of got weird and a little abstract and all that for my taste. And usually when a lot of people start kind of feeling a certain way about something, that's when that's my cue that I actually may like it. And, okay. and so I started watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like these episodes are really, really their next level is like the story is in a way kind of a simple story but very similar to Jordan Peele where you know he's speaking on about really cultural social issues historical Mm -hmm. issues in a way that is more palatable but really in your face and it's um but it's also just very real and and they're different stories and some of them is relating to the characters we know and some of them are just not and I think that's kind of why some people uh that liked the first two seasons kind of fell off because even in the second season near their the last few episodes were a little bit more artistic and not Mm -hmm. such a linear story and I think there since he doesn't really have a linear Um, way of writing some people Mm -hmm. that may that appeals to they just can't get on board but for me I'm like that's my shit (laughs) um so I'm really really liking you know the third season and I'm hearing great things already about the fourth season so I'm looking forward to that but I also know when there's shows like that that are rare and you're not going to get that type of stuff I have Mm -hmm. a tendency of taking my time with them like letting it last mm, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to go through it too quickly because then I'm going to be looking for something to fill that hole yeah um and you know those come those don't come that often so that's one that you know don't ask me like oh did you catch the latest episode of Atlanta I'm like I'm taking my time yeah well you know what a lot more people are like that now like because everything's on demand, people can watch in their own time. Yeah. They're not all watching at the same time, unless you're watching, you know, you know, your Game of Thrones, maybe, if they want to watch it, like, the minute it comes out. You know what I mean? But yeah. unless they're doing that, they can watch everything at their own time, right? And yeah. And that's another way that we're, it's different than it used to be. Like, you would go to school the next day or go to your job the next day and be like, did you catch that episode of Family Matters? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or did you catch that episode of whatever, you know? And it was something that you could all talk about. But now, I'm sorry, what are you going to say? I was going to say, it's still the case now, but instead of it being that way, uh, it's more like you want to stay on top of things because there's so many great memes that come out about it or you know like everyone's talking online and you you don't want to be you don't want to get spoiled mm-hmm. um or get spoilers on it so there is that pressure to kind of keep up with the masses so you can be included in the jokes and in all the the discussion points and all that because that is some of the fun stuff especially on the show that is really big and when it starts kind of getting crazy or going you know downhill, all the memes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the culture surrounding spoilers has gotten so um, uh, refined because in the early days of Twitter, everybody was spoiling everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, you were almost guaranteed to, if you checked on your 
Twitter feed, you would get a spoiler about, you know, some new movie that was about to come out or came out and someone went to see it on a midnight showing and then they're telling, oh my God, this da 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 da. But now it's generally known across the internet that if something premieres in the theaters, you wait until the following Monday to start posting your opinions about it. And, and you still try it. to kind of at least give a spoiler warning or something. Yeah, and now you give... do spoiler warnings in the whole nine. Because that used yeah. to, it was the wild, wild west of spoilers really when Twitter was. first came out. <laughs> um, not just Twitter, but like Facebook, like the whole thing. And people were like, look, stop it. Like, we can't all go to a midnight showing, but we're going to go. You know what I mean? Or yeah. we can't all watch the TV show at the same time. I'm going to watch it in my own time. And now... I, we used to never see spoiler warnings and content warnings and none of that and it's just funny how we all collectively created digital culture yeah you know and the digital culture is changing how we consume content how we how we consume movies tv and everything and now a lot of content doesn't even come in the form of episodic television or movies or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just clips online of yep. random people in their yards dancing <laughs> with their shirt off. like Or that. voiceovers of someone else's clip, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So. And so it's, it's just interesting how we are now in the future, you know? As we considered the future from when we were young, but, you know, someone would listen to this in 10 years and be like, ha, huh, they had no idea, you know? And with that, you know, we came full circle with this discussion. Yay. <laughs> oh, yay. This was fun. I've missed us. I missed this, too. This was great. <laughs> we got to do this again. Yes. And um, we got to come up with some really good topics, hopefully have some guest speakers and all. But as we said, you know, Real Snobs, we're back. We're also yes. going to release some of our OG episodes if yes. there are topics that you want to hear from us, if you're curious, that's that's why we're actually back because people are like, hey, we got stuff to talk about. We yeah. need real snobs. So we're like, okay. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> out there and I'm, I'm sorry I've been away, but I am back. <laughs> <laughs> and we are all blessed to have you back. Yay. Um, real snobs, uh, I guess we still are on Twitter at, at real, R-E-E-L snobs. Yeah, um, we're on all the show, social media. You can follow us yeah. on Instagram. Probably that's that and Facebook are the best ways to um, to yeah. catch us when we are releasing new things. And where you can find our podcasts wherever podcasts are streaming. In May, I have to update Apple. I think so. If it's not okay. on Apple, check in a little bit. It's going to be back. But our main site that you can find all of our po podcasts um, is on Anchor. Yeah. Um, just look up Real Snobs, R-E-E-L Snobs, and yeah, follow us. You can leave comments or, you know, a voicemail or suggestions or all that good stuff. And yeah. we will listen. And Yay. we will respond. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for talking to me, Cicely. Thank you. And all y'all out there in the interwebs, thanks for listening. Bye.